welcome back to the Ghost Dog 49 podcast. Today we are going to do something just a little bit different. Today's only our second episode also. Today we're going to dive in to my past. Why I'm actually in the paranormal field. Now, it's said around the field if a person has passed away, they have a little bit more of a connection to the other side. Now, myself, I've had two different scenarios where we could say this has happened. First time, I was only a week old. At a week old, both of my lungs collapsed, and I ended up back in the hospital as an infant, fighting for my life, at which, at one point, I was pronounced deceased, but the doctors worked on me and got me back, thank goodness, or I wouldn't be sitting here telling you this story right now. Now, of course, at that age, none of us really remember anything paranormal that could be going on during that time. But, three short years later, I find myself in a whole nother predicament. Why I was out with my uncle doing what he loved to do in life and still does to this day. He was out golfing and also babysitting at the same time. (laughs) Or infant sitting, let's rephrase that. But we were out watching him hit the ball around the golf course. I was sitting in the golf cart, of course. But sitting and watching everybody, sooner or later you know it's got to happen. Somebody hits the ball and it goes in the water. Just like any normal child at that time, curiosity got to me and I snuck out of the golf cart, got over to the edge of the water looking. I could see the ball right down there at the bottom, plain sight, the water was nice and clear. And I can remember jumping into the water to get this ball. I can remember looking up when I was stuck because I just could not quite make my way back up to the top of the water. As the time was starting to slip, I started noticing things were starting to darken around the corners of my eyes. You know, when you close your eyes sometimes, Notice the blacking as you're going to sleep. Well, that was happening now. I was falling asleep, but I wasn't really trying to. And I can remember the sparkling of the water getting brighter and darker at the same time. Then all of a sudden, I'm on the ground outside. People are all yelling and screaming. and Yeah. I had drowned, but I was re-incessitated and brought back to life once again. And I remember giving my butt chewed, 
like I should have. I was definitely somewhere where I shouldn't have been. And my poor uncle got his butt chewed. Worse than I think I even got mine chewed. My aunt really ripped into him, and I still think to this day, she still holds that over his head. Now to say, I was about three, three and a half when that happened probably, so let's just say I'm in my mid-40s now, long, long time ago. But with these two different episodes in my life, and the timing, I would say. I started noticing, noticing things about then. There were things going on in the house that we were living in at the time, in a very small town. A small trailer. My room was all the way at the back of the house. And like a lot of kids, I had a bunk bed. I got to the point where I hated sleeping in my bunk bed. Why? Because every night as I laid there, within the first 10, 15 minutes of me being in bed, it felt like somebody would come into the room. And as I laid there, not able to move, because all of a sudden it felt like somebody had set a box on my stomach. Not setting on me, but a box. Just a small box about the size of my, at that time, four-year-old tummy. I could still move my legs, move my arms, but the pressure of this box was so heavy that I couldn't get up. But I could scream my head off, kick, wave my arms and act like a full retard till someone came running in and as soon as that door opened up it magically would lift off nothing there just like any other four year old at that time parents thinking oh just an overactive imagination there's nothing going on and this went on for months It got to the period where I would go to bed. I would go to my room, climb into bed, wait for the door to get shut. And I would take my pillow, my blanket, and go sleep in the floor. Because when I was in the floor, it didn't happen. So why would you think I would play that sound right then, right now? Well, because right in the middle of recording just then, the kids walked in and ruined the whole experience. So now we got to back up a second, get the mood, and try again. No big deal, right? So where were we? Oh, yes, grabbing my pillow, sleeping in the floor, right? And this went on for quite a long time. Me sleeping in the floor instead of in the bed. Because every night when I did sleep in the bed, 
I did have that feeling of the box being placed on my stomach. So after several months of this going on, one evening, we had company. I don't remember the young man's name or the parents or anything like that. As I said, I was very, very young. But as the evening got dark, it was time for the kids to settle down. Of course, being me and this young man that I really didn't know, we were told to go to the room, lay down, calm down, go to sleep pretty much. And as all kids do, we were horsing around playing for 45 minutes or so. And eventually, me being me, I let the new kid, of course, have the bed. And I volunteered to sleep on the floor. My little secret, I wasn't going to tell anybody, no matter what. But as I finally started to drift off to sleep all of a sudden this young man went to screaming and crying yelling for his mom to come rescuing and of course when the parents come running into the room to see what was going on I'm sitting over in the corner looking at the young man my mom's staring at me like what did you do and the boy began to tell the exact same story that I had been talking about for months. Of how all of a sudden it felt like somebody had placed something on his stomach and he could not get up. Yes, he could move his arms, yell, scream, all that fun stuff, but he just could not get up. Well, as you can imagine, shortly after that, we moved. And it seemed to happen wherever we moved after that. There always seemed to be a little bit of something going on. But nothing really major happened up to about the time that my grandfather passed away. And when he passed away, I was about 11 years old, old enough to be left at the house while mom, grandma, and everybody else went to the funeral home to make the funeral arrangements. But before everybody left, my grandpa had a habit, not a habit, it's just what he did. He always left his Bible out on his favorite verse, on top of the TV, in the kitchen. Excuse me, got a little distracted there. And I watched my grandma walk over, close the Bible, open up the door that went upstairs to where the shelves were going up the stairs, and place, and put the Bible up. Shut the door, and I got my instructions not really to let anybody in the house if I didn't know them and just to receive the food and be gracious to everybody and thank you for bringing whatever goods they brought. 
and I walked them out the door and locked the door behind them. It was just me in the house. And of course, I was staying in the kitchen because that was the closest room to the back door where everybody always came in or came to when they visited down there. And as I was sitting there and everything, I was watching TV and this is about 1987, I would say. So I got up to go get the TV guide that was in the living room, two rooms down. Yeah, that big thing, you know, called the TV guide. That thing you really had to have back there when we only had, I think, maybe, let's see, we had four, five, nine, 13, 14, 25. 34, and 43. That was our choices of channels back then. But yes, I got up and went got the TV guide to see what was really on TV. And when I got back, I sat down back at the bar, in the, liver, or in the kitchen, excuse me, and I was going through the TV guide, looking up the day and everything. I looked up and I noticed Grandpa's Bible was back on top of the TV and back open to his favorite verse, chapter, the whole nine yards. And there was a certain feeling in the room, a certain smell that I knew he was there that moment. And it's just one of those experiences. And that, at that age, 11, is what really, really kicked me off into the paranormal field, wanting me to understand how what had just happened happens. So at that age, I started looking for books, looking for stuff on TV, which at that time was nothing on TV. Best I could really do in books at the time usually was at school reading stuff on the Bermuda Triangle. Every now and then I would get lucky or my parents would go to an actual bookstore somewhere and I'd get the look in and I found books by Hans Holzer. And at about the age of 12, started reading books that were way over my head to learn about the paranormal. And this is really what started my journey. Then the next thing I know, I'm going to music class on Friday, noticing, hey, there's a recording recorder sitting there. Just your old school tape deck. Just took a couple of batteries and a cassette tape. So yeah, I uh, every Friday would borrow a recorder from the music room. And over the weekend, I would go somewhere, usually with one of my cousins. I'm not gonna mention the name to intimidate anybody. And we would get on the four-wheeler and head down country roads, find the old abandoned house. And I'm not gonna lie, at that time, 
a lot of the places we didn't have permission to be in. And that's something I learned early that you needed to have. It was permission to be in some place. But we would go down to the basement, wherever we were at there, and just run the recorder, ask questions. Never really thought we'd get a response. But every once in a while, there would be something on the tape that we couldn't understand. Just didn't understand how that extra voice got on there. This thing they called the electronic voice phenomenal or EVP. They didn't really happen a lot back then, but they did happen from time to time, and it really sparked what would become in me a person to really want to learn more. Keep reading books by Hans Holzer. Find people online when the internet came out, like Troy Taylor. Uh, people that are also in this field just kept on building the knowledge and I can say well, anybody can say they know everything there is about the paranormal and they're 100% wrong we all have ideas and hypotheses and stuff but nothing's dead on we are just explorers trying to sneak a peek into something that we really truly do not understand. And I'm going to end this episode right here for now. I hope you enjoy it, and I hope we get to see you on the next episode. Once again, this is Ghost Dog. And you have a lovely, lovely day.